Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, if you would like to support the podcast and get amazing resources that help you dive deeper into the topics that I share on the show, then head on over to my Patreon site and join. As a Patreon subscriber, you get exclusive access to behind the scenes content, private workshops, and free digital downloads. It's a total win-win, my friends. Okay, on with the show. What is keeping you from asking for help? Hmm. (laughs) This is a question that we don't often ask ourselves, but it is important to address. Why don't you ask for help when it comes to your relationship to food? Struggling with cravings, stuck in the diet binge cycle, struggling with a negative body image, and the list goes on, right? Why don't you ask for support to help you through these circumstances? And don't worry, you are not alone. It is very difficult to ask for help. We all struggle with it. Okay. So today I want to talk about some reasons why you're not asking for help. And it's not just one, right? There's multiple. So I'm going to go through a few of the reasons you don't ask for help and then explore what it would look like if you did ask for help and how to make that leap. Now, the first reason you don't ask for help is because you simply don't know that it can be different, right? Growing up in diet culture, and if you have been on some sort of diet because you wanted to lose weight, you simply think that this is how it's supposed to be. You think you are supposed to be deprived, right? You're supposed to deprive yourself of food, of sugar, of cake, whatever. That you're supposed to be hungry. (laughs) That you can't eat sugar or you won't lose weight. This is just the way it is for you. And you also don't see any other option. Like with emotional eating or cravings, you think that you need more willpower or you need more self-discipline in order to stop overeating sugar or giving into your cravings. You think that this is the only way. This is the way it is supposed to be. I'm supposed to be restricting myself. I'm supposed to be hungry. I'm supposed to not be eating sugar. I'm supposed to have more willpower. Now, I remember when I switched from a low-fat diet to a more whole foods diet, I started noticing how much sugar I was eating in quote-unquote healthy foods, such as like flavored yogurt, 100-calorie snack packs. Who remembers those, right? (laughs) Healthy granola bars, fat-free chocolate milk, orange juice, just to name a few. I thought I was eating healthy because they were all low-fat foods. That this is what I had been told to eat by the diet and health industry. Like for a while, that was my sole focus, right? Low fat. I didn't know any other way. Once I started eating more whole foods and less foods with added sugar, I noticed something. I didn't have that afternoon crash. I didn't get tired throughout the day, but my energy was more sustained all day long. 
this was amazing. <laughs> I didn't know it could be any different. I didn't know you could have sustained energy throughout the day. I thought it was normal and natural to have ener energy crashes throughout the day, that at two o'clock, it's time to take a nap. So I want you to open up to the possibility that things can be different. You don't have to struggle with your cravings, your emotional eating, overeating, or negative body image. That you can have a healthy relationship with food. That you can find balance in your diet and enjoy foods that you love and eat the foods that you enjoy, right? So even if you want to lose weight, you don't need to restrict foods. In fact, this usually backfires on you. When we start restricting, that's when it backfires. Okay, looking at the next reason you don't ask for help. And this is because you feel you don't deserve this. You feel you are undeserving of help and support. When we feel like we aren't deserving of support or help, this only keeps us stuck where we are. This thought does not serve you. You, my friend, are 100% deserving of support. If you can relate to this, I want you to notice how much self-care you get in throughout the day or week. Do you take time to do things that feel fill your cup, right? That give you energy, whether that be reading a book, going for a walk, watching a movie, painting your nails or journaling, gardening, knitting, crocheting. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it is what fills your cup, right? It's what you want. I am going to say this again, my friends. You are 100% deserving, no matter what size you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what decisions you've made in life. You are human and you are 100% deserving. So if this is you, I want you to start by adding in small moments of self-care. It can be five or 10 minutes. Add it in during the day and see how you feel, feel more fulfilled throughout the day. When you feel more fulfilled, you'll see the power in taking care of yourself. And this will open you up to the idea of reaching out for support. Okay. Next, let's look at the fear factor. <laughs> First, we have the fear of judgment. What will people think? What will they think of me if I pay someone to help me with my emotional eating? If you struggle with this, I encourage you to answer this question. What will they think of you? Now, ask yourself, what do you think of people who reach out and ask for support with something they are struggling with? Maybe it's finances, maybe it's mental health or their relationship to food. What are your thoughts about that person and their decision to ask for help? Now, I want you to remember that people are going to judge you. That's life. That's the human nature, right? We are human and therefore we have the capacity to judge other people. And often it can it can come very easily. I also want you to remember that their judgments have nothing to do with you 
whatsoever. It has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with them. Their judgments about you are all about them and their life experiences. So why are you allowing those people to take your power away? When you act in fear, you're allowing those people to take your power away. Why are you giving your power to other people? Don't allow those people's judgments to influence your decision about your health and well-being. I want you to make decisions for yourself, right? Make decisions that move and drive you forward that support your growth as a person. Another fear that I often see and experience myself is the fear of failure, right? You have probably tried so many times to stop giving into your cravings or lose weight or stop overeating, and you just haven't been able to sustain it. Maybe it worked for a little, like a 30-day challenge or a detox, and you lose some weight or you stop eating sugar for a period of time. But most of those strategies are not sustainable, and they don't address the root cause of what's really going on. After the 30-day challenge or the detox is over and you go back to your old habits and you feel shame and guilt and feel like you have failed. And oftentimes, this has gone on over and over for years or even decades. As humans, we predict our future based on our past experiences. We look to our past to see if we are going to succeed or fail at something. And if you have failed at diets or challenges or detoxes or weight loss in the past, you can predict that you will fail in the future. But know this, my friend, your past does not predict your future. Let me say that again. Your past does not predict your future. You most likely have not addressed the root cause of your cravings or emotional eating. You just try and eat less and exercise more in order to get control of your cravings. And this, my friend, is not the way. You must, and I emphasize must, address the root cause of your cravings or emotional eating. And restricting food, restricting calories, over-exercising is not the way. Okay? You must, must... (laughs) I'm repeating myself, but you must address the root cause of your cravings or emotional eating. This is how you become successful. So I encourage you to look at failure differently and see it as a learning opportunity, right? See that as these past diets or these diets you took, took, did in the past that did not work. Well, there's a reason why. What can you learn from that? Oh, they were too restricted or they didn't address the root cause of what's really going on. Okay. I do have an episode called Embracing Failure. It's episode 115. I highly encourage you. If you relate to the fear of failure, I highly encourage you to go listen to it. So you see all the diets and strategies that didn't work and see that they were part of the process, right? It's kind of like, I don't know if you've like dated boys or girls in the past, right? And that didn't work out. 
they kind of led you up to maybe your partner, if you're married or committed, they led you to that partner today, right? So see these, these past diet experiences as part of the process. You needed to experience them to realize that they didn't work, that they have helped you to start to explore your relationship with food and how your thoughts around food affect your cravings and emotional eating. Failure is not a bad thing, my friends. It's just part of the process. So next, let's talk about the idea that you should be able to figure this out on your own, right? I talked to a lot of people like, well, I should be able to do this on my own. You think that this is simple and that it's just eating less and exercising more. I just need to figure out the right diet or the right exercise program that you should be able to figure it out on your own. But how is that going for you, my friend? Have you figured it out yet? Probably not if you're still listening to this episode. And that's okay, right? You don't have to know how to do everything. I don't know how to fix my car when it breaks down, so I hire someone to help me. I don't know how to replace a leaky pipe in my kitchen, so I hire somebody to do it for me. I don't know how to make sushi very well, so I go out and buy it from a restaurant. (laughs) I don't know how to deliver a baby, so I went to the hospital and had a doctor and nurse help me. There is nothing wrong with asking for help. You don't need to know how to do everything. If you think you should be able to figure this out on your own, I want you to stop and notice where else in your life you ask for help. Childcare, dinner, your car, remodeling your house, teeth cleaning from a hygienist. I personally like prefer to go to a hygienist than me clean my own teeth. (laughs) Where do you ask for help in your life? Then ask yourself, What's the harm in asking for help with figuring out my cravings or emotional eating? Okay, my friends, this is the last reason you don't ask for help with healing your relationship to food. And that is a money, 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 money. (laughs) And I save this for last because this is by far the most common reason why people don't reach out for help. They say they don't have the money. Now, I know that this can be true in small amount of cases, right? There's some circumstances. Yes, it is true. However, most of you are just saying it's a money issue when the real issue is something deeper. One of the reasons I shared with you already, so maybe it's a fear of failure, a fear of judgment. What will other people think of me? right? Feeling like you should be able to do this on your own. That is the real reason we just say it's money because that's an easy excuse, right? We don't have to really address what's going on. Just like emotional eating, we use food to cover up what's really going on. It's just, it's just easier, right? So ask yourself, if money wasn't an issue, would I do this? Would I ask for help and pay someone to walk me through the process of healing my relationship with food? If I said $5, you got $5, I can heal your relationship to food. Would you do it? 
If the answer is no, then why not? Do you have a fear of failure? Do you feel you aren't deserving or worthy of support? Why is it? This is the real reason you don't ask for help. Okay. Now, it is so easy to just say, I don't have the money. Believe me, I've used that excuse before. It's an easy excuse. You don't have to face your fears or emotions. But I encourage you to dive deeper, to not let money be an excuse. Sometimes we just don't want to invest in ourselves. Once again, this goes back to, I don't deserve this. Why don't you want to invest in yourself? Why don't you want to heal your relationship with food? Why don't you want to address your emotional eating? Okay. But let's look at the last time you went to Target. Okay. I've been guilty of this, my friend, so don't worry. Look at the last time you went to Target. How many things did you buy that were spur of the moment? That were things that you liked but didn't need it. They weren't on your list, but you like walked by it. And you're like, oh, I need that. Like, quote unquote, need it. Basically, it's really cute and I need that in my house. Right? This happens to me all the time. Target is the best example because they have everything there, right? You can get everything at Target. Walk past the kids' clothes. Oh, my daughter would love that shirt. Walk past the beauty products. Oh, I need some new mascara. Walk past home decor. These throw pillows will look amazing on my couch. I need them. Walk past the clothing section. A shirt for $10? Why not? We spend money on ourselves all the time. It's just usually not in a large investment at once, right? Maybe it's $20 here, $50 there, right? But when we spend $20 here and $50 there, it adds up, right? You see your credit card bill at the end of the um, end of the month and you're like, oh, what happened here? <laughs> Let me ask you this. How many subscriptions do you have that you don't use, right? Whether it is a streaming device, a music, like listening to music or I don't know, there's so many like membership things that you could be a part of that we just don't use. We use it for a month and then we forget about it, right? But we're still paying for it. You say you don't want to spend money on yourself, but guess what? You do. This is just an excuse for a deeper reason like feeling unworthy. And that's okay. Money is rarely the actual reason for not wanting to invest in ourselves and ask for help. But it is the most common excuse I get. So dive deeper. See what the real reason is. And who wouldn't want to invest in their relationship with food? I can't imagine going back to life before healing and working on my relationship with food and managing my emotional eating and my cravings. It just seems like torture. I look back on those days, I'm like, oh my God, so glad that that's not me anymore. So glad I've worked on this. I'm so glad that I have moved and evolved past this, that I figured it out. Was it hard? Yes, but it was 100% worth it. Now, these are not all of the reasons why you don't ask for help. There are more. 
However, I don't want to be talking all day and you probably have things to get to. So we will keep it at that. Now, what happens when you do ask for help? When you invest in yourself and healing your relationship to food? In short, the magic happens. When you ask for help, you have someone to support you through the process. You have someone in your corner to ask questions, to have your back when you don't have your own. When you ask for help, you have the tools and strategies to help you dive deeper than just the food and really figure out the root cause of your cravings or emotional eating. And you heal, right? You heal. When you ask for help, you let go of food rules. You let go of the number on the scale. And that number no longer affects you. You find balance in eating and let go of fat phobia. You no longer obsess about food, calories, macros, or quote-unquote being healthy. You find meaningful things to focus your time and energy on that serve you and help you grow to your full potential. Like I said, this is where the magic happens. This was from a client of mine, Lauren. And here's what she had to say about working with me. When I first started working with Kisa, I let my emotions rule my eating patterns. My view on eating healthy foods was stemmed out of a punishment for how my body looked. After working with Kisa, I have discovered so many things about how our thinking shapes our health and wellness. She helped me realize it is possible to change your thinking and how you view health and wellness. I have been on an incredible journey after working with Kisa, and she has helped me believe I can have food freedom. I am so grateful for her teaching, friendship, and compassion. Thank you, Lauren. She is, oh, what a wonderful client. And then another client, Rachel, said this about working with me. Kisa is such a kind, thoughtful, and generous coach. She always approached our sessions free of judgment and helped me reframe some of my most negative thoughts of myself. She prioritized helping me transform the ways I viewed myself, which had benefits beyond just health. I knew I could always reach out for, sorry, to Kisa for support. She was positive, available, and comforting. And then Pamela, Pamela was a huge emotional eater. Um, Pamela says, I never knew how much changing my mindset would play a role in my weight loss journey until I met Kisa. The wisdom, compassion, and support I received were the key to my 30 pound weight loss. There was never any judgment, lack of empathy, or feeling like I was alone on my journey. I am now free from guilt, shame, hopelessness and an all-or-nothing mindset while receiving confidence, hope, self-love, and the freedom to live my life no longer controlled by my emotional eating. 100% life-changing. Now, these are people just like you. I'm not just sharing this to brag, (laughs) but I just want to show you that these are people just like you. There's nothing special about them. They struggled with emotional eating and their relationship to food and body image. 
but they got over their fears. They had fears too before working with me, right? We all have this fear. But they got over their fears. They said yes to support and are now armed with the tools and strategies to help support them in managing their emotional eating. They no longer obsess about their weight or calories or what they are or aren't eating. They feel at peace around food and feel body neutrality towards themselves. And you can have this too, my friends. Whether you reach out for support from me or from another coach, I just encourage you to reach out and ask for help. It is truly life-changing. And if you're ready to ask for help, I encourage you to book a complimentary discovery session with me where we'll chat about what you are struggling with and how I can help support you in managing your emotional eatings, cravings, working on body image. There is no obligation on this call. You can find the link to my calendar to book this call in the show notes, or you could go to Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com slash Kisa Amaro slash discovery dash session. I know that's kind of long. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I'll have it in the show notes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. My friends. Oh, and one thing, if like, I really don't care if you don't work with me, that's totally fine. But what if you do find a coach to work with, make sure they address mindset. They have to address mindset. That's the key. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. I would love you to, if you would join me for my next episode where we talk about why it's just so hard to focus on the positive sometimes and how to shift that. Until next time, have a great week, my friends. Bye.